Hey everybody, it's Ty. Welcome to Behavior Buff Podcast, episode 24. Today we're going to take a dive into some potential limiting beliefs as to why you haven't invested the time to set up a positive behavior support plan in your own home. But before we do that, we're going to get to a review of the week. And this review comes from Tabitha C. She writes, Hillary and Ty make a phenomenal husband and wife team. Learning from the science and educational aspects from Ty's professional background blended with real life experience in Hill's no-nonsense approach is brilliant. This podcast is a goldmine of fabulous information on a wide variety of topics that any parent would be thrilled to have. I tell all my mom friends that this podcast is a must listen. Tabitha, thanks so much for that review and I hope you tell some of your dad friends too. (laughs) And we really appreciate all those reviews, guys. They mean the world to us. It's really why we do this. Um, We do this to serve you. So if you have anything that you'd like to share with the world or anything about us, please send that through. All right, so let's dive into today's topic. Now, the science of behavior change has proven to us over and over again that setting clear expectations and then following up those expectations with positive reinforcement is the best way to get the behavior that we are looking for from our children. However, in my personal interactions with parents, I continue to find a pattern of limiting beliefs as to why they can't run one of these positive behavior support systems in their own home. Some may call these excuses, but I'd rather call them limiting beliefs because failing to use a positive behavior support system with a child or a whole family that's struggling with challenging behavior is really limiting the amount of joy that you're allowing into your home. I think of an excuse more like something that someone leans on to get out of the real work or maybe to avoid pain, whereas limiting belief is is more of a false story that you're telling yourself and that you may really believe is holding you back from seeing the real truth. So that's how I differentiate the two. And a little bit of education sometimes goes a really long way to smash those limiting beliefs and really unlock some of that joy. Today, we're gonna talk about four of the most frequent limiting beliefs that I come in contact with through my interactions with parents. And those are, number one, I don't have enough time. Number two, it's really complicated and I don't understand what to do. Number three, well, my parents didn't raise me that way. And number four, I don't wanna bribe my kids. I just want them to do what's right. So let's dive into that first one. Now, a lot of times I hear that, I don't have enough time to create a system. And while it is true that it takes a lot of front end effort and time to build out those expectations, a system and the rules surrounding a positive behavior support system, I found it easiest to think of this initial time as an investment that's gonna pay off big time in the long run. When you create a system that promotes positive behavior, independence, and their own willingness to step up, you're gonna spend much less time day to day reminding your kids of what you need to do, and even more importantly, less time dealing with the tantrums and other challenging behavior that comes along with that. A little bit of time invested in the front end will exponentially save you time day after day, and a lot of headaches too. The next limiting belief that comes across in my conversations with parents is, Well, these behavior support plans are so complicated and I just don't understand what I need to do. 
Now, from this standpoint, I totally understand where you're coming from. And honestly, this is not so far from the truth because human behavior can be very complex and complicated. I spent over four years in graduate school understanding, learning, and practicing the science of applied behavioral analysis before I could really get a full grasp on what it means. And this is exactly the reason why I wanted to start this podcast and the reason why we started the Behavior Change Collective. It's our goal to simplify this complex science into simple and relatable lessons that every parent can understand. We try our hardest to keep our content free of technical jargon and snooty assumptions that's all too frequent of other behavioral sciences and parent training outlets. We combine our own flaws filled with personal experience and stories of other parents just like you guys to deliver a learning experience that's raw as the stale Cheetos and Cheerios that fill the cracks of our minivan seats. So stick with us and over time we'll work together to smash this belief. The third limiting belief that I commonly hear is that my parents didn't raise me this way. And this was actually a conversation that I had yesterday with a friend who reached out for some support. And I understand this completely. The first thing that we kind of talked about is that just because your parents didn't do something with you doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a better way. Just because your parents relied on discipline and because I told you so doesn't mean that you need to follow suit. Additionally, we, we talked about this time and age, we have so many other distractions that our kids are competing with, such as technology, such as the media, and ourselves as parents have these same distractions. So sometimes we have a lot more working against us when it comes to promoting positive behavior in our own home, and it may take that little bit of extra effort, that little bit of proactive extra effort especially, to combat those distractions and show up for our kids in a way that our parents maybe didn't have to. So just because your parents didn't do it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not the right thing. The science of behavioral analysis has come a really long way over the last 20 years even, and the new data is really showing that relying on positive behavior support versus correction and discipline is something that really promotes healthy and sustainable and well-intentioned children that then grow up into really well-attentioned adults. So just because your parents didn't do it isn't necessarily a reason to not dive in yourself. So our fourth limiting belief is, well, I don't want to bribe my kids. And this is one that I probably hear from at least 80% of new parents that I end up conversating with. And it really gets to be an understanding of the difference between bribery and reinforcement. And this is a point that we've hit in previous episodes, so I won't berate it, but the concept of, well, my kids should just do it because they're good kids. This could be something similar I like to draw a conclusion of. Well, think of it, if you go to a job, and it's a new job, and there isn't really any rules, there's no expectations, but your, your boss just says, well, you know what, you should just do a good job, and I'll come back. And then you, you try your hardest, but you mess up. You don't really understand what to do. And, and you, you know, you just try your hardest, but they come at you and they start just disciplining you. You get written up. How would you feel about that? Probably not too good because it's not fair. The reality of the situation is when you start a new job, you get training, you understand the expectations of the job, and then you get an agreed upon compensation for you completing that job. Now, it's not to say that we have to look at our children's behavior in the home as a job, but let's think of it in a similar context. 
if we set out the ground rules, if we, if we lay out the expectations, and then we associate positive consequences for following those expectations, it's much more likely we're going to get the desired outcome that we're after, instead of simply relying on correction and discipline to teach them what we need them to do. Now, the difference mainly between a bribe and a reinforcement is a bribe is a reactive strategy, whereas reinforcement is proactive. You can think of a bribe as something where if you're in the moment, you're in that grocery store, your kid's throwing a tantrum, and you're like, okay, okay, you can have the cookie, just stop crying. That would be a bribe. Whereas reinforcement could be talking about the expectations before you went to the grocery store. We're going to stand by the cart. We're going to only grab the things that we need to grab. If you want something, you can ask for it. And then if you show me those good behaviors at the end of the trip, you can have a cookie. Now, both trips resulted in a cookie, but the bribe taught the child that my negative behavior got me that cookie, whereas the reinforcement system taught that child that good expected behavior got me that cookie. Additionally, the beautiful part about a positive reinforcement system is that since it's planned and there's rules around it, you can then fade that system as you get more appropriate behavior. It's not our goal to have our kids on a positive behavior support plan forever. It's really just a teaching tool. And whenever we need to bring it out, we know it's there. But as our child starts to contact the natural reinforcement of the world, such as, oh, I'm a good kid. I have more fun when I listen. My parents are happier. I'm happier then we can start to fade it out. But until we get to that point, we're gonna need some extra little tools and incentives to teach them the way they need to behave, especially with our young kids or especially with our kids who have struggles with emotional or behavioral regulation. So I really hope that this podcast helped you get around some of those limited beliefs that a positive behavior support system just isn't right for me and my family. Because I really think that if you're struggling at all with challenging behavior in your home, this should really be something you explore. And if you have any additional questions, I would absolutely love to jump on a call with you or just go back and forth in an email. You can reach me at behaviorchangecollective at gmail.com. You can set up one of those calls. Or if you wanted to go through any of our social media channels, we're on Facebook. Facebook at Behavior Change Collective or on Instagram at Behavior Change Collective. Slide into our DMs and we'll get something set up. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Behavior Buff. Really hope you got some value out of it. If you did, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening on iTunes. Share it with a friend that may be in need. And I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week.